Hello, welcome to the second ever podcast on my channel. Um, I have no idea how the first one did, but I'm going to do a second one anyway because um, I felt like it. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest. Um, his name is Will. Do you want to introduce yourself, Will? Hello, hello. Um, yeah, my name's Will. Uh, <laughs> not really <laughs> sure how to introduce myself. I'm not really uh, a content creator like yourself, so I'm just uh, I'm just a guy. Oh, very, a very modest introduction there. But yeah, Will, um, I worked with Will in uh, a company prior to the one working in. And yeah, it's, um, we've, we've got a pretty good friendship, to be honest, I mean, considering that we don't work together anymore. We pretty much speak together daily about random shit. Mm. So yeah, it's, it's nice to be able to kind of still be in contact and do stuff like this uh, in order to kind of keep, keep the friendship going. And I think something like this would be quite fun for different people because um, I think Will's special in my friend's circle because he doesn't he doesn't play magic. But this is potentially going to be quite interesting because we're going to see what Will thinks about the hobby as someone on the outside. So, Will, what do you know about magic, and what 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 was your what's your feeling about the the game? How do you feel about it? Yeah, I think basically my entire knowledge of magic I've learned in the last few years since meeting yourself. Obviously I've I've had like a a tangential knowledge of it. I've always known that it's existed. I've been aware of it. I've seen references of it in media. But uh yeah, that's it's always just sort of been this thing, this mystical thing that I've never understood that's always seemed really daunting and hard to, to get into. But uh yeah, since meeting you and um uh, sort of introduced me to some of uh like you know the overview of magic, I think I've gotten a bit more of an appreciation of it now i've played some arena with yourself obviously off cam just uh between the two of us and <laughs> <Yeah>. stuff but <laughs> i forgot about that actually it's, yeah it's, it's a lot of fun I, I i get it i think but i think um as you sort of get older i think it's much more difficult to develop a new hobby and i think as i was saying before magic is just such a an intimidating thing to get into if you've never done it before i think when you're younger it's a lot easier to sort of grapple with all of this new knowledge that you're learning, but you know, when you've got jobs and responsibilities and whatnot, it's like ah, it's all a bit scary. I think you told me once that you were you were too scared to start a new hobby because you. Were, I think you said something like you were you were scared to be drawn in and into like a vortex mm. of addiction. Yeah, I, th- I think I have like a an addictive personality. Or maybe not addictive isn't the right word, but I just tend to once I get a hobby, I sort of obsess over it for. Yeah, same. And then I move on to the new hobby. So it's it's really detrimental to every, like all my existing hobbies. I'll just abandon all of my personal relationships. I'll just start ignoring people because I've developed this new hobby and it's my life. And that's my personality. <laughs> well, what is like one of your current hobbies? Would you say? I'm trying to. You know what? This is a really boring answer to that question because it's a hobby that everyone has. Uh, but I'm trying to read discover my love of movies and trying to get into watching films more i don't know if uh you've seen my letterbox recently but i've been um trying to watch a film a day this oh morning. that's awesome mm. i'll just explain to the audience what letterbox is so will introduced me to letterbox when we work together and it's i think it's potentially my favorite app of all time especially for more myself arena. don't you're not allowed to say that don't remind them that. <laughs> um <laughs> arena isn't really an app it's a drug yeah, but um, but your letterbox <laughs> is—it's—I don't know how it 
kind of went past me because I think I told you, Will, years ago that I used to collect cinema ticket stubs when I went to the cinema. Yeah. So Letterboxd is basically an app. By the way, if you don't have Letterboxd and you love movies, probably go download it now. Not sponsored, but clearly I would take sponsorship. Yeah, download it. And every time you watch a movie, you can put a little review on there and put how you feel. And you can also see your friends with you. So Will's obviously got an account. So we can look at each other's reviews and see how we feel about different films. And it's great because we don't get to talk to each other every day like we used to. So it's a nice way of kind of like picking someone's brain about how they feel about a movie. So tell me more about this daily movie thing, Will, because it sounds pretty awesome. I wish I could do this. Yeah, it's just sort of the way to brute force like that sort of spark that I used to have for movies. I think because, you know, you start to get overwhelmed by responsibilities. You start to lose yep. touch of the things that you once enjoyed. One of those things for me being movies. So I'm trying to sort of force myself to sit down and watch a film, even if I, I'm not in the mood or whatever. Just uh, I, Once you start a film, you're always going to enjoy it. Aren't you? It's just sort of getting over that initial, like, oh, I can't be bothered. Depending on the watch, film, of course. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can still have a good time even in a terrible film. Oh, yeah. Mm. I think that's... Probably one of the reasons myself and Will bonded so much working together is because we we have we do have this deep passion for movies and I honestly think Will is the only person I know who who I could really talk to about movies to this degree. And um, any British viewers out there who have watched um, you know Kermode and Mayo on Radio One or whatever, that's kind of what I feel like myself and Will are like when we talk about movies. It's because... quite bad, yeah, because we. <laughs> We were supposed to be working <laughs> went yeah, back, we were. back in the day when we when we worked together, but I think 90% yeah. of our, our working days was just spent being, you Reviewing. know, like the Walmart version of Commodore Mayo. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So many, it's just, yeah, some really fond memories of just discussing movies. And I think Will is one of the only people on earth, in fact, who doesn't actively pursue Marvel movies, which I actually admire. admire. I think that's, that's willpower. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> But yeah, I did. Uh, I did back in the day. I think I think everyone does at some point, don't they? But um, yeah, yeah, you're I like the stage one, the phase one yeah. Marvel fan. Yeah, that was when it was the phase obviously. But yeah, I think after uh, after the first Avengers, really, I just sort of like, oh, we're still doing this. <laughs> you just clocked out. I totally understand it. I mean, mm. it's it's just gone down the, the drain. To be honest, it's, mm. it's not how it it <laughs> it was before. You can see that clearly with most of media. How do you feel about yeah. media over the last few years? Do you feel like there's a decline? I feel like I just don't enjoy anything as, as much as I used to. I think sort of related to what we were saying about Marvel movies, I think I, I mentioned to you recently that I think Marvel are one of the worst things to happen to films and then consequently <laughs> yeah. media. And yeah. As much as I enjoy a lot of You've the stuff. You've always said that, yeah. Yeah, I think obviously they created this sort of template that so many people have been trying to copy now. It's um, It's just sort of watered down and diluted a lot of what I enjoy about media to the point where it's, you know, I think that's maybe why I've fallen out of love with movies and why I've had to do this sort of movie a day month thing to sort of force myself back into watching it. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely feel that. I mean, Marvel, Marvel has essentially infected Hollywood, right? Like everyone, Mm. I mean, you could say it's the Marvelization of, of everything. Um, to its detriment everyone's chasing shared universes i mean one example is john wick 
the John Wick series, right? I feel like... Oh, you're the expert of John Wick, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't like John Wick 2 and the 3 and 4 I absolutely loved it. I feel like even that's trying to be something massive. Yeah. And it's almost like inescapable. Everything, everything has a bloody post-credits or a bloody yeah. zinger at the end or everything's got a series made of it now or a spin-off and it's just like, it's tiring. I'm, I'm beyond caring now. I feel like I'm Will years ago. I think Will's from the future. Will, Will's a prophet of media. He's amazing at predicting and just yeah, it's amazing. You vastly so overestimate my knowledge. No, there, honestly, take the compliment. It, you could talk to Will about movies, coffee. We'll come back to later, or yeah, yeah, a lot of the stuff. What kind of movies are you trying to focus on? Will are you trying to focus on older movies or more contemporary stuff? It's honestly just uh, the backlog, just things that I've been wanting yeah. to watch that the for classics. whatever reason. Yeah. I mean, what I've been doing this week is I've um, been watching, I don't know if you know this, but you know the movie A Star Is Born? A Star Is Born? Yeah, the Lady Gaga film. Oh, okay. I found out that, this is probably like obvious to a lot of people, but I don't, I don't understand. That's a remake? That that's like, it's the fourth version of that movie. There's been uh, one like basically, there's one in 1930 and then there was one like every 20 years after that. Oh, this so is I've the film with all of them. This is the Bradley Cooper one, isn't it? I've actually seen this, but yeah. I forgot I saw it. Yeah, I actually enjoyed that. Fourth, the fourth remake. That's that's absurd. So this is about as far away from magic as you can get. No, honestly, <laughs> I mean, I think my audience knows at this point that this is kind of tangential to it. But yeah, it, yeah. it's fine. This is, as I've said before, this is self-indulgent. It, we can go yeah. as far as we want. Um, I'll swing it back around later anyway. What, yeah. So have you seen, how many versions of A Star is Born have you actually seen? Uh, only two so far. Me too. Halfway there. Yeah, I think um, I was a bit intimidated by the second one because it's three hours long and I've reached that point in my life where any movie over two hours long is uh, it's too much for me. I, I want to know which I want to know which version is the most depressing because I think the Lady Gaga one, it's I really liked it, but it's it's quite emotional, isn't it? Quite sad. It's got quite a heartfelt yeah. message. And I didn't expect it to get so dark, but I am I am a big yeah. fan of Lady Gaga. I think she's she's a good actor, good singer. So she does well. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's going to be in bloody Harley Quinn in the Joker too, isn't she? As a as a musical. Yeah, yeah so... I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I am genuinely looking forward to that. I think that's going to be awesome. I mean, mm. a lot of macho guys out there, they have spoken to like, oh my god, a musical. I've never been caught seen alive in a cinema musical. But I just think people need to kind of get over the fact that. Yeah, yeah, I think just... those types of guys are the same type of people that watch the first Joker and are like, oh yeah, he's 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 me. <laughs> That's relatable. And then immediately started well, a guy. <laughs> went out to the cinema, bought a <laughs> Molotov cocktail, threw it in the cinema. So relatable. I mean, I'll openly admit I enjoyed the Barbie movie. I think it was good. I really enjoyed it. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah I really liked it. I think I probably over overrated it maybe on the letterbox review, but I just think it kind of hit me in a strange way that I didn't expect. And I really did yeah, not expect to... that. <laughs> Um, I went to see that film with my uh, with my girlfriend, and she was just in bits at the end of it. I don't know why, but it really it really impacted her. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a cry like that in the seven years I've known. I mean, I, th- I guess we'll say spoiler warning, but yeah, there's there's some weird stuff that happens in Barbie that you you just wouldn't expect from a, a mm. movie about a plastic doll, right? It it kind of it kind of goes places where um, it's quite existential. <laughs> In a strange way, yeah, it really is. Yeah, I'm, I'm re- really not sure what the um, what the director's intent was, because I was watching it with uh, the wife, mm. and we both enjoyed it. But it was kind of like we kind of had different interpretations. There's a bit in the middle where it's quite feminism-y, 
And mm. I think I appreciate that. It's, it's, there's obviously a feminist angle to it, but at, at other points, I also think I'm not really sure what what else they're trying to say. Um, apart from men are shit, but I get that. <laughs> we are. I think <laughs> yeah, there's, there's there's a lot going on in the film, but I think it takes quite a measured approach to feminism. I think a, a lot of the uh, the stuff that happens with Ken towards the end of the film is sort of you know the film's way of saying essentially not all men are bad you know i think it's i don't think yeah. the whole film just demonizes men because he has a redemption which I think is a, yeah yeah it's a, it's a healthy approach to, to the debate obviously a lot of uh feminist discourse online can devolve into just all men, men are shit. evil which yeah you know i've been it just doesn't true i've faced that i mean i like the fact that i i like how subversive it is because obviously most hollywood movies they try and shoehorn a relationship and i, I like the fact mm. that margot robbie um pushes him away i think that's awesome i, I love that yeah. because you think for something like barbie it kind of romanticizes relationships right because the whole idea is barbie and ken and they're together but actually they're not she's independent and he should be i like the way that he was trying like he was very reliant on her it reminds me of myself a little bit um in terms of relying think, on someone you know yeah. kind of needing someone to be worthy to be yeah. worth something that was great yeah yeah Sorry, everyone has their character. No, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. But I think everyone has their character in that film, don't you? Where they they look at them yeah. and they're like, oh, that's me. I think that's why it affected my girlfriend so much when she watched it because she saw Barbie and she was like, "That's that's literally me." <laughs> I think the the thing that bewildered me the most was Michael Sarah's uh, character. I don't oh, yeah. actually know what that was about. He was funny, but yeah, it's kind of like a mystery. But that's fine. That's like, Mystery's good. That's like Michael Sarah in anything. Yeah, he's just kind of like this. He just kind of floats on. And at mm. one point you think he's going to escape. And they're like, no, you're coming back. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that was quite funny. But yeah, um, that's the one movie. So, so essentially you're trying to go through the classics. You're trying to get through stuff like, you know, Goodfellas, Godfather, Alien. Alien yeah. Stuff. Say, You've seen all that stuff already, but yeah. Yeah, it's like it's just my backlog, but my backlog is mostly just classics that have somehow escaped me over the years. Like I've I've never seen an Indiana Jones film, for example. So you know what? Guys. We're very similar because it's never appealed to me. I I just don't understand the appeal of a dude with a whip stealing treasure. I just don't. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. It's um, a generational thing, I suppose, isn't it? It's like uh, you I know, guess people that grew up in the eighties love that stuff. There's a lot of people my age because I'm 35 millennials i guess my age who, who do adore that film and love it but i i just when i see harrison ford i just think han solo so mm. i don't know i know he's very iconic but it's hard to be an icon of multiple things i think i think people get typecast like look at arnie arnie's always terminator right no matter yeah. what you say he's iconic but there's always one image imprinted on someone i think mm. so for me yeah, was, yeah that's a good point it's always han solo rather than mm. Indiana jones and, I think that's quite uh, interesting because I think it, it, that might vary depending on who you ask. It's like, yes, I agree. Depending on when you were born and, and what your parents yeah. are. I think that's quite unique to Harrison Ford, isn't it? Because like you say, you ask anyone to yeah. picture Arnie and they picture the Terminator. But I Pretty think, much. Depending on who you ask. Some, some might say Harrison Predator Ford. or... Um, yeah. Or maybe if you were... Maybe some people might prefer the comedies, but I think those people are insane. Like, the comedies would be fine. Call me out, why don't you? Wait, which is your favourite Arnie movie then? Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten Cop, really? That's is it actually? Oh, it's amazing, yeah. I've not seen it. it in about 20 years, so yeah. it might not hold up. I mean, I love Total Recall um, hmm. and The Running Man, which apparently is getting a remake, but, but yeah, that's cool. You put the emphasis on the wrong word there. 
which one should I have put the emphasis on? It's running, running it's man. The running man. It's running not running man. man. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Emphasis on the wrong. I didn't even think of that before. But yeah, I just want to put out there that Will thinks that Alien and Terminator One are better. I'm just, I just don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. The I originals. Mean, I respect franchise. his opinion. I respect it, but I always think yeah. Terminator Two and Aliens. But I think that's a nice little duality we have there. I've seen a lot of um, opinions change on the Terminator from. I've, I've found quite a few Ooh. people in recent years that agree that the first is better than the second. Yeah. Well, the first is more of a horror, isn't it? Yeah, I'd be interested what your viewers think on that, actually, because that's something yeah, I always ask definitely. people to determine whether well, or not we're going to get on, if they have a strong opinion about the Terminator films. There should be at least 10 people who watch this video, because it's not going to do as well as some other ones. But just tell us below, what which do you prefer? Do you prefer Alien, Aliens, 1 or 2, or Terminator and Terminator 2? Um, hmm. Yeah, it'd be cool to see. It's the whole Final yeah. Fantasy 7, Final Fantasy 8 debate, right? What's your favourite again, Will? Um, uh, between no, seven and eight are the whole series. No, actually, yeah, any any of them. Sorry, not just seven or eight. Yeah, uh, ten. Ten. Maybe. Yeah. See, that's Always, a strange yeah. one, isn't it? Ten. Mm. And most people say seven. I mean, yeah. yeah. I'm an eight person myself. So. Yeah, I know you're very passionate about eight. Oh, I yeah. respect that because it's quite a niche. Uh, Do you think? Choice. There's going to be a lot of comments in those. Yeah. <laughs> but I like X Y Z. Tell us which is your favorite Final Fantasy as well. The, I think these are yeah. important questions that need to be asked. Definitely. Was eight the first Final Fantasy to introduce a card game? That's probably why you like it so <laughs> Seven had the arcade. Yeah, it had the yeah, golden saucer and the some fun mini games. I have to admit that mini game, mm. the strategy mini game in Seven was great. But yeah, eight the card game Triple Triad, it was okay. There was an app for Triple Triad. Uh, I think it got taken down sadly, but yeah, you can play the game. Mm. It's a good entry point, though, isn't it, to like compare? Yeah. Well, it's funny, my story for Final Fantasy VIII is um, my mum had a habit of buying me wrong video games. Like, she she went to get me eight, but she bought me seven by mistake, because I don't think she's so good with Roman numerals. Um, okay. So she bought me seven by mistake. But then also she, <laughs> she, she I asked her for Metal Gear Solid on PS1, which is yeah. a pretty awesome double gem case. And she got me Metal Gear Solid on VR missions. Which you couldn't play by itself. Yeah, back then. A separate... separate thing. And it, imagine oh, a DLC okay. on disc that you couldn't play without MGS1. Crazy idea, isn't oh. it? You, you, that would yeah. never happen now. I always thought it was included for some reason. Yeah, VR Visions was a separate thing. It had uh, Grey right. Fox on the cover, whereas uh, MGS1 had Solid Snake on the cover, I think. I think she was doing it on purpose. Just constantly <laughs> buy me the wrong game. Yeah, just playing it off like, oh, she was, oh, she was devastated though. She was like, oh, she was like, I've never seen someone so depressed. Because obviously I was a little boy back then. And uh, oh, she, yeah, it's she like, was like, oh, my God, God, I can't live without my boy having a present. I was like, it's fine. We'll just go back, get a refund another day. But yeah. But it's funny because I, I did like 7, Final Fantasy 7. I just could never mm. beat it as a kid. Oh, I've so rarely finished games as a kid. I think I didn't actually finish a Final Fantasy until I was way into my early 20s, I don't think. I don't know if you guys do this, but in Final Fantasy 8, the spider boss in the first mission, you can actually kill that. And I only found out a few years ago. But as a kid, I always ran away from it. This is a very niche subject. <laughs> but anyone who's played Final Fantasy VIII, the first boss, the spider boss, you can kill. You just have to... There's going to be it. one person watching yeah, this. That's, one person. This is just their jam. The one view. Um, <laughs> and it's me. <laughs> just me like in a video. <laughs> so, it's fine. We'll get back to magic uh, one day. But it's fine. I don't care. This is... This is, this is I fine. think, yeah, before we end uh, things, though, I do want to um, slightly 
pivot things back to magic and ask you a question. Oh, fantastic. Okay, go for it. Yeah, please. I'm just interested. I don't know if you've told this story before on your channel at all. Um, I'm just interested in what your story with magic is, because obviously I've heard stories <laughs> sort of set like little bits here and there, but I don't think I've ever actually just asked you. For as long as I've known you, I've never just been like, so how did you get into magic, even though it's such a big part of your personality, obviously? That's a really fantastic framed question. Um, and I'll tell you after this small break, because I just want to check the recording. Cool, back in a sec. I'm going to quickly interrupt this video to tell you this video is not sponsored. And because of that, the channel does need help from people like you. So if you do want to support the channel in your own way, you can like and subscribe, which is completely free. But if you want to go the extra mile, you can donate to the channel via my Ko-fi link below or become a channel patron. And if you become a channel patron, you can get a custom video of your choice. Check out the details below. Okay, welcome back. So just had a quick break. Um, yeah, so before we went, Will asked me a great question. How did I get into magic? It's a bit weird, really. Not, uh, It's not conventional. It's not like I just bought magic cards and started the hobby. I, um, I played other games. I played like Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon and a game called Duel Masters which is another game made by Wizards of the Coast, which is discontinued. And um, I played those games with a good friend of mine um, called uh, Josh, annoyingly with the same name. But yeah, one day he, I think he said he had bought, he had either bought or his friends gave him a box of old magic cards. And I said to him, I'll just bring him over one day. And then we did. And we just started a few games and it, it was crazy how addictive it was. And I think that, you will would probably feel the same way in some regards mm. but yeah i remember looking at the cards for the first time and there was like a keyword and it was so simple it was like trample and mm. myself and josh were like on google for like hours trying to figure out how it worked with certain things and it's crazy to think how simple okay. that was back yeah, then. this is one of my questions because i was thinking obviously how you would have gotten into magic back then because obviously the thing to do now is to google how to play magic, how to go on arena and do yes. tutorials or whatever, but back then there were less resources. Yeah, this would have been about 2010, I think. Bloody mm. hell, that time has really flown. Uh, and this is long before, you know, arena, my dreams of having a channel. And it just went from there. Addiction turned into, it's, it's a drug. It, it really yeah. is a drug, especially when you consider the love-hate I have with the game. And, and partly why this podcast series started, because I thought, let's get something a bit tangential, um, mm. a bit different. So and hopefully hopefully cool. that answers the question. It's not like an amazing story, but yeah, it's funny that I didn't intend to play it, but it just kind of came about. And really, one of my other friends, Stu, he also had some cards as well. He played since the early days, because he's a bit older than me, so mm. he already had quite a few. And, I think it's like, yeah. You say it's not an interesting story, but I'd have to disagree because I think it's such a a pure story. <laughs> oh really? No... Oh, thank you. That's really yeah. Nice. It's, it it just means that like the the love of the game is just so natural. It's not sort of you know yeah. influenced by any any outside influence. It's just you know one day you were you just discovered magic and then fell in love with it. Since then, I don't know. I think there's mm. something pure about that. I think that translates a lot to your channel as well. Oh, thank you. I mean, it's a little bit like the Venom symbiote, isn't it? It's touched me, and now I'm completely consumed by the thing. <laughs> so, so it's like, it's invasive. It's, yeah. it's uh, parasitic. 
magic is basically the Sony to make a shit movie about you. Yeah. By the way, feel free to swear. It's fine. Shit bollocks. Keep it light though. <laughs> I'd say uh, PG thirteen. I'd say that's fine. Yeah. You, we can put one F. I think we can have one F, and you can have <laughs> a few S's. It's all good. You can always do. I can always do the comedic um, bleeps as well. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, if you're Sam Jackson, you get a quite a lot of MFs. Yeah, he gets he, that special allowance. Doesn't he gets he? that MF card, <laughs> and a few other cards that we I'm not going to talk about. Um, yeah, you're not Quentin Tarantino. Th- yeah, that's true. Can you imagine him as a guest? In fact, next week, Quentin Tarantino on the show. Um, <laughs> If you get a few more Patreon subscribers, maybe. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine? I wonder what his fee would be. Make that a stretch goal. To be honest, (laughs) I don't think I could even afford his cameo. Mm. Cameo is, um, if you don't know what cameo is, it's it's just like a, what is it, like a weird weird website? It's kind of what it says on the tin. Yeah, Yeah. you pay pay a rich person an amount of money to talk for 30 seconds. It's The price is extortionate. Honestly, someone can charge hundreds and hundreds if not thousands of pounds for a 30 second clip of them being like oh hello dave you know and that's that's your <laughs> monthly dave, wages yeah. down the drain they yeah. pop it up their own arse. i think the funniest case i saw mm. was there was twin actors and i think they were from breaking bad or something i've seen this yeah and one of them charged like for example ten dollars and the other one was like two thousand dollars like come on man mm. you're the same person i think that wasn't that a part of it though it's like they would be in each other on each other's cameo oh, and no one noticed that's abusing the system <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, I mean, get on them. It's just more way to extort people, which is what people mm. seem to want to do. Yeah. Um. So, will tell me a bit about about what your expertise are. I know. So, yeah, I don't want to spoil it. So, what what kind of jobs have you come from before, and what kind of things are you doing these days? You can speak vaguely if you wish. Professionally speaking. Yeah. Oh, it's um. I did about eight years working in a cafe. So that's yeah. most of my background and I work now in, in tech support, just like yourself. So, yeah. So couple of techies. Neither a particularly interesting job. Couple of nerds. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it's funny because Will and I we, we literally bonded over everything. It's kind of special to us. And it it might make me sound a bit gay, but you know what? So be it. I don't care. Will, Will's uh, Will's like a brother, more more than a brother. We're we're lovers. No, we're not lovers. But um, is this your coming out video as well? It is. Yeah, it is. This is going to get me <laughs> millions of views. You just need to title it. Though, you know? <laughs> I have something to say. I just clip that and put it at the beginning of the, of the video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the flip side is I'm going to get attacked by people going, "Oh my god, you can't use that as a." Well, anyway, yeah, then. It's okay. If that. Everyone finds out that you're not actually gay. Yeah. Well, we're. What is it? What what is the phrase? We're all on a spectrum of love, love spectrum, whatever. Do what you want. Yeah. It's a scientific name for that uh, spectrum, isn't it? Polly. The kin the Kinsey scale, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah, like the the straight gay scale, I think they call. Because obviously, no oh. one's one hundred percent straight or one hundred percent gay. Everyone sort of falls yeah. somewhere in between. Everyone well, has, you know. Here's the joke, right? I'd I'd say that most macho men if you ask them they would always say 100 percent. but is it though <laughs> is it oh there's some overcompensation going on there. there's always there? the, it's like the, <laughs> the fear factor like, oh my god I, if i don't say 100 they'll think lesser of me no in mm. fact just 
feel how you want to feel. But going back to the coffee, we bonded over that before my massive heart problem, didn't we? I used to, Will taught me about the world of coffee and the magic of beans. I'm like Willy Wonka of coffee. Magic. Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, that'd be sick. I'll go to that. Coffee world. Coffee wonderland. Yeah, Will taught me about mocha pots. This is yet another niche. This is a, this channel is a niche within a niche within a niche. Um, what's cooking in the coffee world? Will anything? Any new kind of uh, discoveries in the coffee world? Yeah, they've just invented coffee too. I don't know if you've heard oh, that. Oh, coffee too. I've been waiting for that. I'm, I was in a Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. I was an early backer. Early yeah. backer. You get a DLC content. You get free <laughs> mug. Coffee too. Every time I see a video about coffee, I think it will. He's he's the coffee guy. Like he taught me, honestly, life changing coffee tips. I mean, if you like coffee, call call his number oh eight hundred will does coffee. I mean, it's, yeah, like you taught me how to do proper iced coffees. Leave it in the fridge overnight. That was yeah. life changing. That was life changing. I do, I do remember because it was um. You know, I'd just met you like a week prior and we'd just started talking and I was like, um, I learned that you were into coffee and I was like, yeah. oh, you, you know, you should get a mocha pot or whatever. And I remember, yeah. I remember you spent like 50 pounds on coffee equipment after my suggestion, after you know yeah. me. And then you, you gave me like a frother that was worth like 90 quid or something. It was crazy. And what a crazy gift. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. You got me a milk yeah, frother, milk which frother. sadly leaks. It's... <laughs> It does. That's the that's It's the definitely downside. not worth 90 quid. I mean, no. it's expensive. I mean, I was in the Hotel Chocolat the other day, which makes me sound really pretentious and like a Tory, but um, they have a... Have you seen these, Will? They're called Velvetizers. I have, yeah. It's basically just the, the posh version of the... It's a melting pot. You, it's it? a £90 yeah. melting pot. Mm. It's so pretentious. And the yeah, bags you just of pour milk and yeah. chocolate in it, don't you? And it makes you like a, a hot chocolate. And they sound like bespoke bags of um mm. like chocolate to use for the velvetizer but the joke is it's just chocolate that they've broken up so you could just get like a bar of cadbury yeah melt it in your own sauce but if you really wanted to oh you see i'm such a sucker though because stuff like that just appeals oh, to you just like that. these weird pretentious bespoke bits of equipment that you'd have buy that use. that's it oh yeah that's gonna be your christmas wish list for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean fair enough i like i like that people love things like that you know that it it makes life interesting, doesn't it? It does, but it, it's not good for my wallet, I must say. Mate, you're talking to a guy here that plays a card game which sold £100 booster packs. One hundred. Well, what was the booster pack? It was like a special edition thing. They're like reprints from the old days of Magic, and it was mm. £100 a Oh, pack. that's cool. Yeah. Well, it's, it would have been cool if... It's just one of those crazy things, right? It sounds mm. like total BS, but yeah, they, they lit it and it, it was just probably the most controversial thing they've ever done. 15 pieces of card, oh, really? nothing mm. about the card itself was special. It was just the artwork on those old reprints. So that did not go down. Too I do well. remember the um, a while back they did the Junji Ito special edition. Oh, yes. And I'm, I'm not even a Magic player, but I know we... Yeah, because I remember we, we discussed that, and I think it's an interesting mm. way for Magic to branch out to other biomes of fans. I mean, I don't know if you've yeah. seen recently, Will, there's a Fallout set. Oh. Yeah, so there's four decks coming out, each with a different commander. So the commander is the guy that mm. leads the deck, and yeah, different Fallout games represented. I don't know how 
they're divided. It might be by game, like Fallout 1 to yeah. 4. It might just be a jumbled mess, but yeah, that's probably going to bring in a lot of people. Yeah, it's a really good point, actually. I think, you know, these limited edition sets, I know they tend to annoy yeah. the fan base somewhat, but I think it is a good way of sort of yeah, getting magic out there to people that wouldn't otherwise be interested. I agree. I've certainly come around, especially because they've announced Final Fantasy crossover as well. So that'll be cool yeah. when that comes out. There's a Marvel one, which is 10 years too late. That comes out next year. <laughs> um, they're really just bleeding that that IP, aren't they? Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, you've got... I mean, it, it all began with The Walking Dead, which I don't even remember really talking about, but yeah, now we've got all sorts. To My Little Pony, Walking Dead, Stranger Things, Assassin's Creed. Is there Creed. actually a, a My Little Pony one? Yeah. <laughs> so because the, the parent company is Hasbro, so yeah. Hasbro oh, okay. owns... Well, they're like the biggest toy market in yeah. the world, I think. I, I can't think of another toy brand. Um, but yeah, they own they own Wizards of the Coast. They own all the toy brands, mm. all the Monopoly board games, all the cine- or, you know the side crossovers yeah. with Monopoly and stuff, I think, as well. I think there's much um, cross-pollination with Magic fans and bronies. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's just spam, right? Spam yeah. seems to prevail. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's good maybe not probably not it's probably not good it's probably terrible because you're destroying originality aren't you you're sacrificing originality for a quick buck yeah i think so to contradict the point i made literally minutes ago about it being a good thing because it brings fans into the yeah it it does but then it it dilutes the existing fan base who loved it for what it was yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a strange one. It's a strange one. Can you think of the same thing? I mean, it's kind of happening in the video game world. If you look at um, Overwatch, recently did a, a strange crossover with a Korean band called La Seraphim, um, oh. mainly because they're delving into the Korean market more. So it's tactical. Ah, yeah, of course. Uh, but also they've had like a One Punch Man crossover. Mm. But if you want to look at the grandfather of all, oh, it's Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. Fortnite started that. Yeah, it's it's Fortnite is the marvel of video games, right? It's uh I mean they have it, Marvel, so yeah. Well that's yeah, and DC with enough. It's a strange <laughs> um combination of everything. It's yeah. It's the metaverse before Zuckerberg got his hands on it, which is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, I wish I liked Fortnite it's so fascinating to me that all of these IPs exist under the same roof. Like when when would that ever happen? Or has that ever happened? Yeah, because that you hear tales about licensing issues, right? This, I mean, yeah. I hate to keep going back to Marvel, but the whole reason that um, Kevin Feige got Spider Man is because he signed a deal with Sony, and that's that was kind of big. But now that mm. uh, Fortnite does it for every IP under the sun, all in one space, it's kind of like, well, what happened to those licensing deals and you know handshakes? Mm. I feel like it's uh, diminished the power of exclusivity right um, yeah in a sense like if there was ever a Fortnite movie i feel like that would well yeah there already is though it's ready to play ready player one true yeah good point so you could say that who wrote that it was um i've got the book on my shelf somewhere <laughs> i forgot the writer but he i guess he kind of uh prophesized a bit the future gaming in some ways you know just say that it's a meeting place for any kind of games all sorts of games yeah kind of cool makes you wonder yeah. what else people have prophesized currently that hasn't happened yet 
Hunger Games? Please don't. I hope that doesn't come true. Um, but I mean, if we if we were to put money on a, a potential hypothetical future, I feel like the Hunger Games would probably be a safe bet with the way things are going. Well, yeah, you look at you know dwindling resources and mm. uh, hunger and <laughs> battle royale. Here we go. I can believe Fortnite again. If you didn't know that, by the way, Fortnite was inspired by Battle Royale, which is a Japanese... Oh, also, Will is an expert on Japanese media as well. Will, was Battle Royale a manga before it was a movie? I'm about to embarrass you when you just called me an expert because I don't actually know. I, I know like it was. Movie. I feel like it was mm. a manga before it became... Yeah. I think with any sort of Japanese media, it's pretty safe to assume that it was based off. <laughs> yeah. You're right, it was. Yeah, it was a manga. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. I love we have a data analyst on standby. Cheers. Um, yeah, that's cool. I mean, yeah, it's a great movie. The, uh, the first one sticks out a lot more to me than the second. But we need to give credit where credit's due because Hunger Games is in the forefront of media given they've just had a film release as, uh, what is it, like a spin off? We need to the remember the. Sorry? I think it's a prequel. Really. I was a prequel. I was before. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a young Senator Snow. Yeah, I remember now. So, yeah, we need to give the OG Japanese Battle Royale a shout out. If you've not seen it, check it out. It's crazy, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's, it's kids killing each other on an island. And oddly enough, it spawns hundreds of ripoffs. Not ripoffs it's, is a terrible yeah. word to use, really, but. It kind of has, right? Probably one of the most influential yeah. movies ever made at this point, isn't it? Yeah, because it's it, influence isn't just in, in movies. It's like the Fortnite, you know, the premise yeah. of Fortnite well, wouldn't exist. Just that, thinking really. about it now, I can think of dozens of examples. I've watched mm-hmm. a series recently called uh, Alice in Borderlands, which is a, a Japanese mm-hmm. series about a guy trapped in a world where you have to kill each other. To escape. Which I believe was based off a manga. Yeah, based on a manga, which is based on Battle Royale. You've got Sword Art Online in a weird way, which is Ooh. based on it. You know, a guy trapped in a world where you have to kill your way out of it. Um, obviously, Hunger Games, that we just spoke about. Fortnite. Um, there's, there's loads of Battle Royale movies, really, aren't there? You just, sometimes you just don't really think it, it is, but it, it is. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a anime movie called Gantz Zero, which is the same thing. It's kind of cool. Again, niche mm. within a niche, but we are nerds here. And weebs. <laughs> so. I think this is how we pivot your entire channel from magic to um, yeah Japanese media. It's a hostile takeover. Yeah. It's my channel. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll have a separate channel one day. Who knows? <laughs> so what have you watched recently? We're going back to movies again, but what have you watched recently with, that, you'd, uh, that you'd not seen bef- for years and just realize oh this would be good to watch um oh one from the backlog well you said that you're going through like a list of movies right yeah yeah i am um so you might have to edit around this a little bit i just need to bring yeah so good you put them on letterbox yeah i do yeah yeah i try to at least but yeah i've been um going through the um Studio Ghibli films that I've, I've not seen before. Oh, nice. I'm trying to, yeah. What's the latest one phase. you've seen? Uh, Lupita, I think it's Lupita, the Castle in the Sky film. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, it's this weirdly quite a few Ghibli films I've not seen. Uh, quite a few of the big ones as well. Like uh, Ponyo, I've still not seen. Yeah, I did that last uh, year. I watched a few with Louis. I tried to watch some with my 
my boy, mm. but he's just a bit too young to really kind of appreciate the Ghibli movies, which is kind of sad, really, because they're just beautifully rendered and quite. Is most of your uh, movie watching these days sort of dictated by uh, what you watch with your boy? It's it's certainly hard being a dad because yeah. obviously I can't really watch anything with uh, beheadings or um, mutilations, massacres. Mm. Uh, like I used to, I used to watch those all the time. Uh, <laughs> for the best, isn't it? For your mental health. But yeah, instead, maybe. now you're just watching Chicken Run movies. Yeah, Chicken Run. I think this. I've seen the Chicken Run sequel. I think nine times now. It's gone up. Oh, um, are you still enjoy it? No, I'm. I'm totally over it now. It's become um, horrendous. In fact, it's horrible. <laughs> but you know, it, like Chinese water torture. It's interesting because we came. I don't know if you've heard of this uh, kids' cartoon called Bluey. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen Bluey. It's it's really lovely to be honest because yeah. it's like there's some deep stuff in that, and I, I really appreciate it. There's a lot of I think, um, there's a lot of deep stuff in that that I think yeah parents will enjoy. Yeah. A fun fact about Bluey that is probably common knowledge, but um, I just found it really interesting in that the, the color palette that the animators use when they create that show, it's apparently all colours that are on the same colour spectrum that dogs can see, so that your dog can yeah. watch the show with you. That's cool. <laughs> Which is really sweet, yeah. I always wonder how they figure that out, though. Like, does mm. someone just take a dog's eye and shine obviously, a light through it or something? I don't know. There's probably it's... some horrific animal torture that went on yeah. decades ago. <laughs> it's just kind of weird. When someone says, like, oh, a jellyfish can uh, speak Chinese, it's like, how do you know that? You know, when a scientist comes mm. out with a random fact, we all just kind of like, oh, wow. <clears throat> Until it's disproved. Yeah, it's, it's everyone it's, is always like, oh, really? And then like two is like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> it's quite interesting, yeah, because I, I am an atheist, but I feel like obviously a point that we always make is, you know, how silly it is to believe something just based on faith. But a lot of science, I'm just taking on faith. I, I can't prove or disprove, and I'm not intelligent enough to understand what's being spoken about half the time. It, it's tricky it's it's almost like to live life you do have to do random acts of faith mm. that don't make sense i'm also i don't believe anything either but then when you know i hear people talk about religion and work we're just we're just mm. randomly gone into religion now it's all cool but yeah like when people talk about religion at work it's kind of like i, I hear people challenge people's religions at work which is interesting yeah. it's kind of like what i do to some extent so to hear someone else it was like whoa someone else questions reality as such I think it's fun when it's, um, you know, um, welcomed by the person being interrogated. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. yeah. it can be quite aggressive if the person <laughs> yeah. is just trying to enjoy their lunch and then someone comes over and they're like, oi. Oh, my God, it's not real. Yeah, <laughs> I, I find it interesting because the the answers that the religious person gives, it's almost like a script. Mm, and yeah, I, I don't yeah. want it to sound insulting, but it kind of sounds like a script. It's almost like they came pre-prepared. It, there's a lot of pre-prepared answers I've noticed and it, yeah. it's weird because I don't ever see those answers for anything else I feel like religion has probably been attacked so much that maybe it has mm. got the best defences so far but it's just interesting to hear like you know people say oh but how, how could God be so powerful if XYZ happens and those go ah but ah but this and they think oh, okay and then you have to come up with another angle of attack don't you and it's kind of like like, yeah, there's always an answer. Yeah, you get around circles. Like, okay, well, we're just kind of back to the point of like, ah, because he is. <laughs> it's like, no, you don't really yeah, get I anywhere. think 
the best discussions come from a, a place of mutual respect and understanding. But I think if you're just trying to disprove religion, it's a losing battle because yes. you're just you're never going to do yeah. it. Religious people are so unstoppable force, immovable object, yeah. right? Which is fine, you know, whatever you derive happiness oh, yeah. and peace from, as long as you're not pushing that on other people. I think, I think I'm just a bit masochistic because I, mm. I feel as though because my mum was. I, I want to say so religious, but she's not. She didn't like go to church every week and stuff. But like yeah. to come from an angle where I was forced to go to Sunday school and you know learn about all that stuff, I feel like it's pushed me away. It's the opposite effect. Yeah, yeah. And That's because exactly I, me, you, yeah. another thing, Will and I bond on is we share a lot of the same morals and logics, which is it's nice. You know, everyone needs to find their own their own will, really. Um, but yeah, we we share a lot of the same ideas and it's it, it's good to to have that um but my point is that i don't want to like destroy someone's faith in religion i just want to hear this is going to sound really mean i want to hear people go oh i never thought of that <laughs> like one of the yeah. uh, one of the things i i always find amusing is like um i asked my mom uh uh, just to clarify though, my mum and I don't have a good relationship anymore, but that's beside the point. I asked my mum uh, if if the Bible was like written in the Middle East with like Middle Eastern names, why are all the disciples' names Western names like Matthew, Mark, Luke and John? Mm. And she didn't have an answer. But the irony is I kind of knew the answer myself. I just wanted to hear what she said. I mean, I presume the answer mm. is something like because of translation over the years and the decades and hundreds of years that people would have found Western allegories for Middle Eastern names, right? So they probably weren't yeah, like Matthew, is... Mark, Luke and John. When you think about people, yeah. 12 disciples born in the Middle East, I don't think that's going to be the The same reason Jesus ended up being white, right? I suppose. Well, yeah, or, or Japanese in some cases. You know, there's there's um, <laughs> there's other interesting Japanese Jesus uh, stories Jesus. in there. Yeah. Mm. There's like a sect of people that believe that Jesus had a brother and Jesus's brother died instead of jesus or something um yeah that's that's such a weird little side story ironically i i heard that from chris broad in a abroad in japan but um he like visited a shrine somewhere and it's a shrine to japanese jesus which i always find a bit strange yeah um i think maybe he could be the next guest on your uh podcast chris broad i mean he started a japanese jesus He's yeah. had a room now. He's on golden ships, <laughs> golden yacht, cruising around the world. Just monetized his vacation, really, didn't he? Yeah. Get around <laughs> eating family mart fried chicken. I mean, I can't say that he didn't inspire me in some ways. I think he did. Watching his original videos did make me think, "Oh, damn, this is really fun." Yeah, you know, this is something that I feel like I would love to do. I think a lot of YouTubers have that um, until they realise that it's really quite impossible to be big unless you I have think, that yeah, yeah. 1% X factor. It's interesting that yeah, it always starts off as a passion project and then turns into a job over time. Yeah, until you get rich enough to have your own team. But then, it kind of, but then at that point, you see the decline in the mm. interpersonal nature of the videos, don't you? Because we both discussed that. Yeah. Chris Broad in particular. He's so just to give you an idea, Chris Broad is a British dude, moved to Japan, started making 
trouble in the neighborhood. I couldn't resist. I had to say that. Um, no, but he basically makes. <laughs> <Probably> second. <laughs> yeah, he just started making videos in Japan about working in Japan as speaking, uh, teaching English as a foreign language in Japan. Yeah, and it started off quite sincere, didn't it, Will? Yeah. Um, but then ended up kind of a bit lavish, and I think it loses the charm. Yeah, it started being sort of personal vlogs and experiences and educating people on the culture and started becoming, you know, like, oh, watch me and all of my rich friends take an expensive vacation across Japan. It's like, it's, it's still fun to watch, but it's less relatable and it, it doesn't have the same yeah. And that happens to a lot of channels, you know, success breeds that sort of depersonalization. It's, it's funny, it's almost like people like the struggle. because I, I get it, because... Mm. If, you, if you're watching someone struggle, you feel more content with it because you feel like there's someone to share in the struggle. Yeah. But if you're now watching someone who doesn't struggle, you're kind of thinking to yourself, what am I learning? And I feel like people do want to learn. I feel like that's why my channel, it, it does okay. Like I try and teach mm. people things. Um, but if you don't learn something or gain something from a video, then I suppose it's harder to continue watching it i suppose yeah i don't know you mentioned something in your last podcast that i found quite interesting you compared um youtube and the pursuit of success on youtube to the american dream yeah and i found that i found that quite a, an apt comparison yeah the search like, for gold um, is is uh empty isn't it yeah it, i feel it like really it's, is, it's yeah it's so similar in a lot of ways in that the same way that you know you might make it big in Hollywood is the same way you might make it big on YouTube. I think there's a degree of luck, uh, but I, sorry, there's a degree of skill, but I think it ultimately just comes down to luck. There's so many people out there trying to get that same position as you. I think it's just impossible to. Well, I'm going to hit you with another analogy. Hmm. I'm going to hit you with another analogy. It's when you get to sure. theme park, um, you get two options. You you get the normal, you get the normal ticket. Or you get the priority ticket. Now, you notice the priority queues are actually longer than the normal ticket. So what I'm trying to say is, just because there's like this solution for something or perceived mm -hmm. solution, oh, you can get rich by doing a YouTube channel. It's going to be so easy. It gets into people's heads, doesn't it? People think, oh, I can do that. Suddenly yeah. there's millions of people trying to do it. There's millions of more people trying to do YouTube than not, in fact. Everyone and their mum can do TikToks, you know. Yeah. Everyone and their mum and their grandmum could. And in fact, I've seen it. And some of them are very successful. But the point is, because it's so... Because that idea spread like wildfire, yeah. it's kind of uh, muddied the waters. It's it's difficult to see the good for all the bad. Yeah, it's and, unfortunate how many great channels are probably yeah. just lost in the fray. Yeah, the, the amount of people that tell me, "Oh, your channel's only your channel's so small." I thought it would be bigger, or you know, I've seen it on other people's channels. Oh, you know, I can't believe how few subs you've got and stuff. It's just a shame that it it does get diluted from other things. But it's the same again. Circling back to media, look at Netflix. How long does it take you to find a movie on Netflix these days? Oh, yeah, I think... because there's so much crap, isn't there? Hmm. Like Netflix paralysis, is it? So yeah. Thing. Same with games on Xbox Marketplace or Steam. There's so much. It's just kind of content overload, isn't it? Yeah. 
which is uh, just a theme in media, I think, for this generation and the past generation yeah. as well. I think, yeah, it's, it's just the future, isn't it? It's this uh, yeah. oversaturation, this constant feed of media at your fingertips. I think it's um, it's really overwhelming, honestly, quite depressing in some ways. It just it waters down art and just makes it so disposable. Oh. That's heartbreaking, that sentence, it waters down art, yeah. I mean, it's kind of making What's... me think about what we're doing now. It's like, am, is what I'm doing now, is this bad? Is this good? What, you know? Yeah, that's what it's, uh, I, I, I posit a problem, but I don't propose a solution. No, that's I don't, fine. I don't know what... But it's interesting. Mm. It's interesting because mm. it makes you think, that that's kind of what I wanted this channel to be, this podcast, to be more ponderous. Yeah. Not Not, necess- not solutions. Like there's no drive for this podcast apart from I want to talk to a friend, really. But um, I guess I don't know. You know, I often ask myself, why do I bother with YouTube? Why? Why can't I just? I could have just called Will tonight and just had a chat. But I thought let's do a podcast. I don't know. I don't know why I do it publicly. Is it? Is it because I'm I'm messed up and I and I need attention all the time? Maybe the wife says that. That's charming. Maybe it is. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I think it's human nature, isn't it, to want an audience? I think it has think, been for. Yeah. Do you think it's normal yeah. what I'm doing? Is this normal? Yeah. Yeah. yeah 100%. Oh, that's good I think to know. it. That's nice to know. I think it's it's becomes more and more common as well. I think as a result of what we were talking about earlier, sort of this ease of access, uh, uh, ease of entry into you know anyone can upload a YouTube video, anyone can make a podcast, anyone can create a TikTok video. I think it's just. Or is it what that everyone's striving for their fifteen minutes of fame, aren't they? Mm. But I, I also get, I this is the big headed side of me. You know, there's there's always going to be a degree mm. of vanity doing this, isn't there? Because I wouldn't do it unless I thought it was oh, worthwhile. Yeah. Um. But also, I think there's interesting things to be brought to the table, to be talked about, to mm. be pondered. Um. I, yeah, everyone deserves. To, I say, I think way too much. By the way, sorry about that. No, <laughs> everyone. Don't, don't, don't be sorry at all. Everyone deserves to be heard, but that's the thing I think there is. Oh, that's a very nice notion. Price. You're coming out with some really great, uplifting notions today. I tried to count Everyone deserves to be heard. Mm. I mean, my manager certainly didn't think that today when I asked him if I could have a salary review. Oh, sorry, let me take that back. Everyone deserves to be heard, apart from managers. Oh, yeah, managers. I mean, I probably shouldn't publicly speak about it, but yeah, I sent him like um. I mean, I don't really care. It's life, right? Everyone probably goes through this. Yeah, I sent them yeah, like an email just to say, can we look at my mm. salary? I've been there for a year. I've done quite a lot of projects. Mm. And he just completely blanked the email. I think, is that normal? I don't know. Maybe. Not even like a, a blanket nope. response? Not so. even like, oh, thanks mm. for that, Josh. We'll review this tomorrow. Or, oh, thanks. Uh, you know, we'll have a look into this. Nothing. I wonder if that would be the same response if you handed him your notice. <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll have to put a pin in that and see, you know, what will come of it. But I mean, hopefully, something. I feel like I deserve a bit more, but it's just the way too, I think, yeah. the world is. It's a, a year. Yeah. Sorry. A year is like the, um, you know, if you've been with a company for a year, I think it's it should be pretty standard to yeah. start reviewing that person's place within the company. Yeah, I mean. That's what I thought too. I mean, it, it, I, I've literally had like one day off as well. Mm. So I thought, yeah, let's give it a go. But it, it makes what, you think, doesn't it? Like, why do we kill ourselves for these companies? Yeah, uh, honestly, th- this is the philosophical nature of it all. Like, I'm bleeding myself dry for this company. It doesn't give a shit about me, really. You know, I've, everyone struggles to make an impact. 
I think that's what it all goes down to. That word impact yeah. is people, people. No, I'll, I'll tell you what it is. I'll figure it out within this conversation. It's legacy, isn't it? I think. Not <coughs> <Pardon> me. <coughs> legacy wants to kill me. Um, no, people want <laughs> to make an impression because deep down we we all know we all know we're mortals. So if you make an impression, if you leave a mark, it's like you're you matter yeah how do you feel about that does that resonate yeah again i think it's um not to sort of um dilute what you were trying to say there but i think it, it boils down to human nature doesn't it as well i think everyone has a desire to leave a legacy behind i think if you ask most people what the meaning of life was they'd probably say to to leave some yeah. sort of legacy to be remembered to make a positive impact on the world leave it a better place than it was when you <laughs> yeah that's nice yeah i mean i i don't know if i well i don't think what i'm doing is doing that as such but you know people tell me they they do enjoy hearing what i have to say and stuff but... i think yeah media is definitely underrated in the, the impact that it can have on the world everyone I, it, sort of when when covid happened it was sort of brought that into the, the limelight, didn't it, when people couldn't make movies anymore and people couldn't even yeah. record YouTube videos anymore. Suddenly, this media that we're so reliant on wasn't being made and it started to make people realise that it's not just disposable, that it is important. You know, if if we didn't have mm. YouTube videos, movies, if we didn't have media to consume, what would there be to life Damn. besides work? And Yeah, I mean, you're so right. I mean, how how else do we escape, you know? We... Mm we go to media to kind of get away from it. Well, I mean, it's somewhat ironic that if people came to this video, they would notice we're talking about real life in it, but maybe, I don't know. Um, maybe it is an escape <clears throat> or maybe you didn't think about it until now, mm. but yeah, the escape and the, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel lost in my yeah. head now. <laughs> Sometimes I, um, I'll log on to YouTube and I'll see someone who I really enjoy has just uploaded a video and I'm like, Oh yeah. You know, it makes me an afternoon because I'm like, yeah, I'm going to really enjoy that next hour or so that I watch the video for. And I think you definitely will have people in your subscriber base who, for them, draw that person. That's really it's hard nice to, to see that from a, from your perspective. Yeah, I think it's... It, you're you're right. It 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 shapes you when you create so much. I don't see things from a consumer's mm. perspective as much because I'm always concerned about creating the content, and so. I don't, it's really weird. This is going to sound weird, but I don't see the value of my own videos. It's almost automatic mm. at this point. It's strange. Yeah, I get what you mean. Uh, it's, I can't imagine people watching my videos and enjoying them as much as they did, but I, uh, yeah, it's, it's a strange, it's kind of intangible. It's all numbers at the end of the day. It's all numbers. It's all meaningless numbers, really. Mm. It's only when people actually say stuff in the comments. I think that's the, that's the impact. Mm. The views don't really mean anything because it's like, uh, I'm an allergy king, by the way. It's like going to a restaurant and you order a meal, you eat it and you walk out. That's a view. But if yeah. you eat the meal and you say, you know, tell the chef it was delicious, that's impact. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's like people are more likely to 
leave negative feedback yeah, and yes. positive. And I think that's why it can yes. be frustrating from your perspective sometimes because they're the assholes that you put all this effort in. Thousands of people enjoy your video, but one person doesn't and they leave a horrible comment and that makes you question yeah. why you're even doing it to begin with. And of course, you know, I completely take criticism and I've tried to change things to please the majority of people. But yeah, it's there's a way to word it. Mm. <laughs> I think there's a way to word it. Not like, oh, mate, you're shit. The thing is, it's never that simple. If it was, I would laugh. If someone just said, oh, mate, you're shit, I would actually laugh. It's it's the more venomous attacks like, oh, your channel's not doing very well, is it? It's like, yes, I know that. <laughs> you don't have to poison it's, me. Yeah, with, what what like, do you get out of saying yeah. that? <laughs> yes, yeah, like, thanks. Like, I'm trying so hard. Thank you. It's really... I wonder how well their channel's doing. Yeah, and it's all right, comes from people that don't have channels, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I think, yeah, it's not easy to make a channel, but then don't say it then. <laughs> if yeah. it's hard, if you don't have your own, then don't, probably don't. Oh. I think uh, I think your channel does it incredibly well. Based oh, on sort of, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. Based on, if you look at sort of your contemporaries and a lot of the other creators around you, I think you, you've sort of really risen to the top. And uh, I'm not oh, just saying well. I think you're doing really well. I've just brought Will on as an actor. <laughs> He's a paid actor. This has actually just been, this has been a ventriloquist act this the whole time. That's why I'm not on MTGCharge.com. <laughs> no, I think you're too hard on yourself, honestly. I think you're doing great. Yeah. I mean, we're almost at a million views. 850 yeah. something thousand. Just on this video? Yeah, wow. right now. Well, can you imagine the dollars? I'd buy you a car wheel if that was the case. It'd be a, it'd be a cheap three wheeler, but still. I'll take it. It's better than take riding it. a bike. Sick. It's the new Ferrari three wheeler. <laughs> bloody dangerous it just falls over <laughs> but yeah oh <laughs> it's nice to to have the confirmation from 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 you man it's good because it's, it's funny um... because will was kind of there when i said i'm gonna make a youtube channel yeah and it was literally the next day wasn't it i think it was something like the next day i i i remember i was genuinely impressed because obviously people <laughs> friends have conversations like this all the time like oh i might start a podcast or whatever and it never <laughs> turns into anything i remember you came into work the next day and you were just like i've uploaded a video to youtube and it, it, it actually really impressed me because i was like oh shit oh, he actually man. did it you're making me emotional man <laughs> we've got yeah, memories I didn't yeah. expect it. Yeah, I thought yeah. you'd just be like, "Yeah, I might do it. I might, you know, ponder it." But no, you just use when yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, Will's like a living testament and archive. I mean, he's helped me so much along the way. Like he's been moral support, egged me on, given me tips. I mean, he's remarkably good at the whole thing, despite not having a channel. You know, I just he... watch way too much YouTube. Yeah, he's just an expert, <laughs> and it's it's really good to have. You, you need someone like that to back you up. Yeah, it's, uh, I can't really, I mean, it's a bit simpler to say, oh, have friends, the friendship podcast. I mean, yeah, it's a bit simplistic, but I mean, yeah, genuinely, you, you do need someone to kind of resonate with because mm. otherwise, what else is there, you know, if if you don't get the support, I mean, it's, it's tough. I mean, it's funny because this podcast was, uh, it's been in the works for a while. I've been talking to Will for months about this. Last year we spoke about this, didn't we? Podcast. Let's do a podcast. I mean, ever since I left my yeah. last workplace. Um 
I think what it is, I don't have that same drive that you do, like I was saying before, you know, you said you were going to create a YouTube channel and you just went and did it. Whereas when I'm like, oh yeah, we should do a podcast, I, I don't mean we should do a podcast. I mean, like, we should talk about doing it for yeah, a few yeah. months and then maybe do it. But it's a, symbi- it's a symbiosis, right? We we work off each other. We We need each other in some ways to kind of push each other up. And it's a, it's, it's nice because if you had two people that did nothing, then nothing would be done. (laughs) If you had two people that always want to do stuff, then you might conflict quite a bit. But do you have someone that's up and someone that's down, someone's left, someone's right? You have that nice contrast. I think that's the perfect combination, you know, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. And that's the key of relationships in general, really partners, friends, you know, it's the, what you need to keep you going what what are you um what have you got to look forward to this year well you got anything interesting stories to propel forward any events holidays no. life-changing yeah I'm, I'm just the type of person that um just doesn't plan too far ahead i just sort of wait for things to happen to my own detriment i think to be honest, I think that can be good because then su- surprises are great. You know, mm. life doesn't really have many good surprises. Yeah. It's like, no, well, think, um... yeah. Sorry, go on. I was just going to say, like, we're, we're planning to meet soon. It's just, it's just difficult to, yeah. yeah. Well, but when we do, when we do meet, it's going to be great. You know, it's going to be good. What are you going to say? Sorry. Yeah, I think that the big life event on the card to me this year is I'm, I'm definitely going to try and look for another job, get out of technical. Oh, really? Feel the same way. Maybe you yeah. can't commit that to, to. You're going to go for it. You're going to go for back to service <clears throat> retail. Do you think? No, I, I just, I need to do some soul searching. I think I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. I just know that I'm not happy doing what I'm doing. Your... Will is very technical. Will is a very technical man. He He's very savvy. He used to help me a lot. We used to do database analyst work using SQL. And I don't know how many people you... I know at least one, Josh Dow, you'll know, SQL. Um, it's a very complicated language. But uh, yeah, Will's pretty good at that. So it's uh, it's not something yeah, we want to go into. Yeah, entire databases. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. so you don't want to do anything technical? Or you do, or you do perhaps? No. no. No, I don't see any joy in it. I think it's such a, a cold... Not to insult anyone that works in tech. Everyone's... No, I mean, I work in tech, but I, I don't love it. Yeah, it's just uh, it's what you derive joy from, isn't it? And I, I don't derive joy from it. It's very corporate. It's very cold. Uh, to me, I find um, it's just not what I, I want to be doing. I think I sort of fell into it during COVID and I just sort of went along with the ride. But after bouncing around through different jobs now, so I've discovered that I'm not going to find that one job that's right for me in this industry because it's just not the industry for me. We're very similar. Mm. We both landed in that... Um in that field without planning mm. on it uh, i mean you've got your backup plan though you're going to be um the next mr beast of youtube mr mr Jeff. mr obeast <laughs> nice. oh dear louis crying now um i think that's the the signal so, isn't yeah it? Well, i think sarah's going into that but um but yeah i think we might have to call it there then for uh for, for our first ever um, guest on the podcast, but you know what? It's good to pause here because it leaves me wanting more. I think there's, mm. I think there's more to be had. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, Would you like you, to uh, 
Would you like to come back, discuss all manner of yeah. things, magic and or yeah. not magic? Yeah. I have to say, yeah, before you sign off, I just wanted to say it's it's been nice to see this side of the channel because I've been watching you for what three years now. But to actually see the behind the scenes, it's been, been a bit bizarre. But oh, really? You think so? Yeah, been strange. In a good way, though, yeah, I've enjoyed it. So, uh, yeah, oh, definitely fantastic. Yeah. back on, provided that the, the viewers didn't find me too dull. Oh, no. I mean, even if they did, I'll, I'll still put you on. So, don't worry. The, my, my gameplay videos will still be here. My gameplay videos will still be the, the main thing. These will just be dotted around um, just to see, you know, just for fun. Not everything has to be, you know, I, I think it's easy to get lost in just one thing i think it's it's kind of damaging <laughs> to me anyway just to focus on that one element this is the gameplay i think the person is more interesting than the, the process um i agree yeah yeah, but yeah I'm, I'm happy to have you back will you've been an amazing co-host I, I i mean that co-host i don't even mean guest you've not it doesn't feel like a guest it feels like genuinely feels like co-host so you know, maybe maybe one day we'll we'll have something something else like another type of podcast that will be focused on something else. But for now, yeah, I'm happy to do this, and uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. So, unless there's anything else you want to add, Will to the to the viewers, or say anything to the viewers out there, do you, do you want them to no. get, go on your Instagram and check out your uh, <laughs> coffee photos <laughs> if you've got any? No, I, I have nothing to plug. I'm, I very much live an offline. Life. Isn't that refreshing though? That's just refreshing, isn't it? He's not here to sell his best-selling book or his upcoming tour. He's just a cool guy that wants to have a chat with the world. Isn't that lovely? Flash forward a few years from now when I've sold out and I'm filling my YouTube channel. Sold out, great. yeah. Making coffees <laughs> on stage. I keep talking about coffee, but yeah, that is... Will's, Will's good at making coffees. But yeah, I look forward to having one with you soon in real life, Will. So... Yes, yeah, I mean, I hope there's some people left at the end here, even if it's just one or two. <laughs> but yeah, it's just still, you and me. <laughs> just me and you, yeah, in, in the void. But yeah, it's been a pleasure, Will. I will speak to you very soon, no doubt. And yeah, if you like Will, just tell me comments below and we'll, we'll get Will back on. Get him back on, get him on another podcast, another episode. Exciting to have this as a new kind of series as such. Cool, I'll see you later, Will. And I'll see you later, audience. Bye. Bye. Did you know that you can help my channel by watching another one of my videos? Go ahead. You know you want to.